Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody. Welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We are very excited about today's episode. We are previewing one of the biggest non-conference games of the year for the Atlantic Coast Conference, and that's Miami versus Texas A&M. Eric McLean is wearing his Miami gear that Miami that's gave right. him a ton of <laughs> when he went down there. They hooked him up. Mac, tell, tell us, you know, are you wearing the gear because we're having a certain guy on or what? That, that, that's a great, you know, kind of guess there, KG, for a greater guest. Come on. I'm playing with words here. Wow. And, I, you know, I have options. You know, this was this was just one out of like nine shirts, a couple of pairs of shoes, some shorts you know, I like that I had options from. Yeah, you know, it brings out my eyes. Oh, you know, it makes so them look smart. so pretty. So, so pretty. <laughs> but let's get into it. Let's get into this guest because this guy, man, he doesn't need an introduction, but we're going to give him one anyway. He goes by three letters, TVD, and is the absolute go. Finished last year on just a tear. He is the hurricane signal caller, Tyler Van Dyke, the reigning ACC Rookie of the Year and Offensive Rookie of the Year. He ended the 21 season, as I mentioned, six straight games, guys, 300-plus yards, three-plus touchdowns, just lit the ACC on fire. It was crazy to watch. He became the first Power 5 quarterback to do such a streak since guess who? You know him. What's his name? Joe Burrow, (laughs) the Heisman Trophy winner in 2019. Just a crazy performance to finish the year. It really was. And through two games this season, TVD has completed an impressive 74% of his passes for 456 yards and four touchdowns with just one interception. This weekend, Tyler will start his first ever non-conference game on the road in College Station as Miami takes on the Texas A&M Aggies. Decent environment to have your first one against. Uh, We'll find out. It'll be fun. But let's get to the interview. We'll talk more about the game after this. Here we go. Tyler Van Dyke, fresh off of Green Tree. My man, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you guys for having me on. All right, Tyler, before we get into A&M football, all these types of things, I was reading an article today, and I learned that uh, you are a scratch golfer. Is this true? Can you tell us more about this? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, I've been golfing ever since I was young, and uh, ever since I got down here, I've improved my game a little bit uh, during the off season and when, when I have time to go out. So me uh, and a few teammates would go out and play, and um, yeah, I think it just – calms my mind down a little bit and just gets my mind off football a little bit and um, I think they relate uh, mentally in, in some types of ways so it's always a great to get on the course. I love that man so it sounds like it's the exact opposite of me you get to go out there and you're calm <laughs> and you're composed I go out there and I'm furious I'm throwing, throwing clubs, clubs. <laughs> so that, that's awesome man well let's jump into uh, let's jump into to, to this season because you guys are two games in you're undefeated your offense has obviously looked way different than a year ago and, and I see composure I see calmness just how would you rate your team's performance so far in these first two games yeah I mean I think we had Two solid games. Obviously, the first game, um, we didn't even punt at all. You know, we, we drove the ball down every time, uh, scored a touchdown. So that was, um, you know, it was good just to get on a good start like that. And um, struggled a little bit early last game and uh, ended up fighting through that adversity, fighting through some of those those lows. And I feel like that's what we needed. Um, 
not everything to be so easy. Sure. You know, just having having those adversity moments coming into this week and um but yeah, I think we've come a long way since the start of fall camp and um we're only going uphill from here. And what about yourself, Tyler? What about your own performance? I mean, we can look at the team as a whole, but for you in these first two games, uh, what have you liked and what do you think you still need to improve upon for this week? Yeah, I think the first game I was uh, on point, um, knew where to go with the ball and was accurate with the football. You know, um, last game I missed a few throws that, I, that was uncharacteristic of me and um, it was just my fundamentals, um, you know, overstriding a little bit, causing the ball to go low and I uh, worked on that a little bit uh, the past few days, just trying to f- fix that. Um, I think understanding where to go with the ball, um, I'm good with that. You know, so, um, yeah, I mean, I think for for the first two games, it's it's been pretty good. Um, I, th- I feel like it could be a little bit better, but, um, you know, always going to always gonna feel like I have to be better. So, um, yeah, but it's been good. Always room for improvement. That's true in, in anything. Um, we brought up golf, and I read that one of the guys you really like to golf with is Xavier Restrepo, who's also your roommate, um, and you guys get out there and, and play golf together. But also, the connection has been there so far this season. What Can you explain to us your connection with him and just that chemistry you guys have as quarterback and receiver? Yeah, you know, I came into college with him. Uh, he's my roommate here first, and, um, you know, just do everything with him, whether it's, you know, go get food or... Uh, go play golf. I got him in a golf last summer, and he, he loves it now. So uh, he's addicted. But he's, I love he's getting, him, man. He's getting pretty good. He's he's honestly pretty good now. So um, giving me a little bit of competition. But um, yeah, we we've had a good connection um, throughout my years here, and um, he's just a playmaker. He's savvy, uh, understands the game of football, understands what the defense is trying to do. Um, so whenever he's has an option route, he knows where to go every time, uh, based on what the defense is giving him. So. Yeah, he's, he's a great playmaker, and, um, I mean, we're glad to have him on the team. I, I love what you brought up there about the fact that he, you know, when, when given an option route, he knows where to go. And a lot of trust has to be built there, right? Because you're you're kind of, you know, guessing that he sees what you see and, and this is what he's going to do. When you anticipate and, and make throws like that, is that just a, a thing that's built in practice, after hours, watching film together? Like, wh- where does that type of bond come you know, with a wide receiver that does run option routes quite frequently. Yeah, I think it's all about extra work and, and getting the extra practice, either uh, during the off season, after practice, you know, just trying to work with, with the guys and um, especially Xavier, you know. Um, he's always asking me to go there, always asking me to work. And, um, you know, that just makes us better. Um, and, you know, he's just, he's a hard worker. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for him and to have him and just, be able to trust him. You know, he's, he's a great player. How about this running back room? Because as expected, you guys have been running all over people. And, and I know you, you love the, the backs that you have. You're getting a couple of guys back healthy, uh, which I think is going to be even more valuable to this offense. But just through two weeks, uh, you've got to be excited what you've seen from those guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it gives the whole team confidence, you know. Um, you know, Henry rushing for 100 yards in each game. Um, you know, it gives the line confidence, too, that, um, you know, they have a 100-yard rushing back. And, I mean, obviously we got Thad and, and Rooster, too. Um, you know, Rooster came off. He, he had a little lingering injury, so we didn't want to um, have that re-aggravated. So he'll, he'll be back um, full go this week. And, you know, those guys, those three right there, 
good players and um, put their nose in it and always run downhill, get those extra yards. So I'm glad to have them. You know, it opens up the pass game too um, a little bit. And um, I mean, we put, face a bigger opponent this week, so yeah, they're going to have to run hard this week. <laughs> Yeah, they will. They will. Well, we've obviously talked a lot of offense, but we do want to give some love to your defense, who has played well. I know, as you said, it's kind of a bigger opponent this week, but the defense has showed up. I think they've looked a little more fundamentally sound, less missed tackles, all that. Has this defense done what you thought they would when you saw them throughout fall camp? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, in spring, we were killing the defense um, up and down the field, and <laughs> Uh, we were going in, into fall like uh, yeah, we we're gonna be doing the same thing to them, but it wasn't like that at all. They were giving us troubles all fall camp, and huh. um, the improvement from spring to fall has, has been insane to see. Uh, some of those those guys, you know, guys like DJ Ivy, um, obviously Tyreek Stevenson, um, but you know, just lock, they're locking locking guys down, and um, I mean, also the D line too. Um, Dale Jackson, Jake Lichtenstein, Leonard Taylor. I mean, I could go on and on about those guys. Always in the backfield, always making plays. And um, I mean, hopefully that continues because that's obviously going to help out the offense, uh, get momentum too. So, yeah, they've, they've been really good this season so far. It's looked like a, a totally different defense. And I think that's important, you know, because number one, it shows that coaching truly matters and, and having the right mindset, but also shows that, you know, y'all's team was bought in and these guys listened and, and take coaching and take criticism and, you know, want to be better. Because at the end of the day, as you said for your opening statement there, talking about your own performance, we always can do better as athletes. So it's really cool to, to really hear that. Um, at the beginning of this season, really even probably still now, you know, there was so much attention on Coach Cristobal coming home and the the Mario effect, the Coach Cristobal effect, if you will, on Miami and the changes that we we heard about and that we thought we would see. Just from your perspective, man, I mean, how different is this staff? What, what have you loved about it? And just, you know, them coming in, it seems like a totally different mindset, you know, for Miami football. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's intense, you know. Um, they expect everyone to be physical, mentally tough, and um, that's what we have to be in, you know, um, to win games. Um, I mean, obviously last year being 7-5, to five, I think there was a little bit of just everything wasn't too, uh, like, sound, you know, people uh, not doing the right thing off the field, um, which reflected on the field. And um, I feel like we really cleaned that stuff up. And it, it means a lot um, how you go about your day and, and what you do off the field too. So um, we clean that up and – um, and th this staff ex expects more of us, you know. Um, I feel like we're, we just have to be, you know, just more mentally prepared for everything coming our way. Um, right. Just mentally, um, knowing what we got. Yeah. They expect a lot from us, so, um, which is a good thing. Um, obviously, we can never be perfect, but um, we're striving for it. And, you know, th that's just sure. how they coach. I think one thing that's interesting, obviously, we're not there day to day, right? We, we don't see practice. We're not in meetings with you guys. So we only get to see you know very small glimpses of the intensity of Coach Cristobal. And, and I think that there's nothing that you know defines it better than I believe it was the first game uh, when, when, you know, I think it was Tyreek maybe comes up with a big interception. Can't he like spikes the ball or throws the ball, gets a penalty. And coaches right there, right on top of them saying, we don't do that. Like, you just lost us. You just put our offense in a horrible spot. You know, act like you've been there before is, look, is basically what it looked like he said. 
And I think that's the type of moment, man, where it sets the tempo for everybody. Like, we expect to make those plays. We expect to be, you know, this level of play. And just the way that that probably resonated with the entire team, I'm sure, was instrumental. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he came up to me after the game, Coach Crespo. He, he said, if we clean up these penalties and clean up the celebrations, we're going to be a damn good team. And um, I believe that. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, it was it was Cam Kitchens who did that. And, you know, Cam's a great kid. and he was Damn, just that's right. Time and um, I didn't originally see that Coach Crisabo got got on them um, until I watched a replay of it. And I was like, "Wow, I didn't I didn't expect that." But at the same time, I did. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely different than it, it was last year um, in terms of just that we expect to do these, these things and not um, celebrate after we have an interception and have a touchdown because we have to go do it again over and over and over throughout the whole season. And, and how does your new OC, Josh Gaddis, and your new QB coach, um, Coach Ponce, how do they reflect what Coach Cristobal is trying to institute there? Like, what have you seen from them, and, and how has it been different for you with a new staff offensively? Yeah, they coach us hard, really hard. You know, they expect the world of me and the other quarterbacks, and um, that's what the expectation has to be, you know, playing quarterback in Miami, you got to – you got to be a good one, you know, just understanding where to go with the ball, making the right reads, making uh, accurate throws. So, um, yeah, they expect it to be perfect, which is it's it's a good thing, but obviously we're not going to be perfect. But, um, yeah, they, they coach us hard. And, um, you know, someone like me, um, you know, I get down on myself a little bit and um, – just have, having that and having them be like, oh, you're going to get the next one, you're going to get the next one. Um, it, it's always good to, to hear that and um, just move on to the next play. Yeah, I, I bet a player like you, man, I, I know that you like to be coached hard. I know that you don't want you know, all the fluff. Just tell me what went wrong, what went well, and let's go. Like, let's keep yeah. moving. So I'm sure that you appreciate you know, this style. Let's wrap up a little bit here. Talk a, a little bit of Texas A&M. I'm, I'm sure you have, you know, fully dove into that tape, see what they do uh, defensively. What what impresses you about what you see and maybe some things that you guys just have to be aware of, you know, going into this game on Saturday night? I mean, they have a good defense. You know, I mean, um, all the talk about them and with the media and, and them losing this weekend, they're, they're, they're a good football team, you know, so um, we're expecting a good challenge. Um they cover well. Um, they got big guys inside. Um, uh, good linebacker. So they they have a good defense, and um, we're going to prepare well for it. We have a good game plan for it, and um, they're going to give us a good challenge. But um, we're going to give it all we got. I've been to a game at Kyle Field. I've never played in a game at Kyle Field, but I've experienced <laughs> it. Um, it can get loud. That's a big stadium. What are you guys doing to prepare for that environment this week? Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, last year we played Florida State. That was kind of the loudest game I played in. Um, I don't think it's going to compare to this week, but uh, with the 110,000 people. Um, but, yeah, in practice, we, we have a cart going around because um, we're outside, so we can't really get the speakers going, um, get get them loud enough for us to um, hear it. So we have a cart with speakers on it right up against our – um, the offense and it's pretty loud so um, yeah it's definitely helping us the line here in the cadence and um, it, it definitely will prepare as well. Tyler we know that Miami is one of the biggest brands in the sport 
um, going to Texas A&M, playing national TV, prime time, all these types of things. We know the most important thing here is to get the win. But what would it do for this program to go there, get the win, make a statement? What do you think that would mean to Miami and to the fans? Yeah, it would mean a lot, you know. Um, all this work we put in uh, to be an SEC team like that, um, it would mean a lot, you know, just the uphill progress we're making over the past few years. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think the progress started – this year, I think it started two years ago, um, you know, with, with the team we had and um, everyone giving all their effort, giving their hearts out to the, the program. Um, it would just be a big step in, in the right direction for us. And, um, you know, just it would give us a lot of confidence going into the rest of the season. Um, I mean, if we could beat them, we could beat anybody. So, um, yeah, we're really excited to play this team and to give us a great opportunity to showcase what we got. There you go. TVD, thank you so much for your time, my man. Good luck this weekend. Can't wait to watch it. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. TVD, all he needs are three letters, and you know who he is. We really appreciate his time. Guys, we were waiting a little bit because he was getting an extra work after practice. And look, we're flexible. We we know the student athlete schedule is insane. So we are happy to wait because we've done it before. But he was getting in some extra work. And so that was really cool to see. And I also feel like we had him on during ACC kickoff. If you missed that, go watch it on our YouTube page. I felt like he felt even more comfortable with us this time. And so it was great to talk with him and learn about his golfing abilities, Mac. This dude can absolutely play some golf. Uh, you, you know, first thing, yes, I, I loved how he, he was open. He was chatting with us. He was sharing some great details um, and just fun to see him grow as, as a person and a football player, number one. And, you know, see the difference from him you know, doing interviews a year ago to, to now and to see that personal growth is, is really cool. Just the comfort level being in yeah. front of the media. That's not an easy thing to do at all. Uh, but the golf game, I, I don't want to sound like a hater, Mac. but I need to see it. I just need to see it because everybody, you know, it's talk the talk. You get out there and start playing, but it also could be a beautiful thing. I mean, he might just be a freak. Matt, Who knows? You also told to me, you told me the other day you broke 90 and yeah. I didn't say to you, I need to see it. I believed you. <laughs> well, that's not so a So maybe you should believe TVD. Breaking, breaking 90 is <laughs> but, you know, you impressive, know, but it's not impressive. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how many former offensive linemen are out there breaking 90 often. You know, golf Thank is a game you. of finesse. At least that are 300 plus pounds. Yeah. Sure. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely he right. He strikes me as a guy, though, that is good at everything. And I can, right. and he does. He says he plays a lot, and he's been playing since he was young. So he's, and he's from the Connecticut. Work. He's from Connecticut. Listen, those oh. golf courses up there, like all have caddies. It's like a different kind of golf. But you can it's only play kind of five butts out of the year or whatever. So there's that. Part That's true. That's I true. believe him. I believe. Him. <laughs> I think he's really good. I can you, see. You know him. what I believe? You know what I believe? That this dude is ready for this game mm. and confident and excited. He I, I seemed love, confident. Yeah, and it was it was almost like. All right, let's go to the locker room and tell me how you really feel, Tyler. Tell me the real, you know, how you feel about this game. Because he, he was he was being very respectful. He was. He was giving us a little coach talk. But he also, there was some shades where it leaked down a little bit. And uh, I, I just think that, man, when you look at App State, KG, and you look at what they did a week ago, okay, that they dominated those guys. And so I'm interested to see for Texas A&M, like, mentally, where are you? Sure. Because – that game against App could have been a lot worse, okay? When, when you look at um, 
the special teams touchdown that mm-hmm. Texas A&M scored. There were also two other touchdowns, one that was called back, one that, uh, you know, that they, uh, what was the call? Oh, he stepped out of bounds. So yes. what, he didn't score a touchdown. So there was two touchdowns that were taken off the board that only a field goal went up. So a potential 14 points, only three were scored. So that game could have been way worse. So I'm, number one, interested to see the guys. Like, how do you, are you pissed off? Are you angry? Are you going to go out there and try to really, you know, come back? I'm also interested to see the crowd. Like, mm. if Miami goes up a couple scores or if it's like 10 to 0, is there a bunch of boo birds and people are checking out and getting angry at this team? It is going to be fascinating because, as TVD said, there's 100,000 plus people. He's never seen anything like that. That's not being disrespectful. That's 30,000 more than what Florida State has. Mm-hmm. And so, this is going to be the most crazy game he's ever been a part of, at least to start the game. <laughs> All right, let me let me respond to both of these points because I think they're both great points. Number one, where is AM mentally? I think that's the biggest question here. Because you can look at some of these upsets when uh, a Sunbelt team or whatever goes into a top 10 team and upsets them. Most of the time, there's some fluky factor to it. AM right. had 186 total yards. They were absolutely dominated. Yes, they had two turnovers, but they only had the ball for 18 minutes Kill. in a 60 minute football game. So, that part, you know, I, I just I think that's a massive question here is how does AM bounce back? The thing with um AM's stands and Kyle Field, and I mean this with love, you know I'm so sassy about the Aggies. Mac, AM, they've had great crowds for their entire history, and they've pretty much struggled their entire history. So I think the crowd, <laughs> I said that in the nicest way, I think the crowd will be there and they will show up. These AM fans, no God, question about God that. love them. I mean, they're weird. Yeah. We've seen some videos going around. They're weird. <laughs> Their sense of humor is like 80 years old, but they will show up and they will be there. The The thing that I take away from the app uh, A&M game, I think Miami, the way they've played so far, the way they've ran the ball, I think Miami can look at what app did and replicate that. Yeah. App ran the ball well. Chase Price didn't exactly throw it all over the yard, but they ran the ball well. They controlled the clock. They played good defense. They didn't turn right. the ball over. It really feels like Miami can do that, Mac. Right. No, no question. And listen, we're going to break this game down on Friday. So this is just a little taste. You're going to have to come back on a teaser. You're going to have to come back on Friday to get the full game breakdown. But I'm right there with you, KG. And when I look at the styles of kind of the three-headed monster, if you will, of Coach Cristobal, okay, he was at Oregon, ground and pound with some Mm -hmm. flair. You look at Coach Gaddis, Michigan, ground and pound. You look at Coach Ponce, who's the quarterback coach, who was at App State a year ago, ground and pound. These guys are going to want to run the football. Now, do I want to see Tyler throw it 30 plus times and have, you know, a 300 plus day, three plus touchdowns like he ended the season? Absolutely. I don't know if he'll have to. Sure. When I just saw App State run the ball at will. Now, listen, they have a really good offensive line, they have a monster running back room, but so does Miami. Yeah. And, and so when you just saw it. That's what I mean oh, by the parallels, you know? Yeah. And, and when you just saw it a week ago, think of think of the mindset of the Texas A&M defense. They're like, oh, my God, it's happening again. Yeah. Like, that's where you can go very quickly. So this thing's going to be fascinating to see. I cannot wait. Nine o'clock kickoff, ESPN, KG. I don't know if you can stay up that late to watch the whole game, but I'm excited for this oh, match. Oh, I'm saying that. I will sacrifice my old lady tendencies to stay up for this game. Let's give, Mac, as you said, we will preview the whole thing on Friday, so make sure you tune in for the Big Three Breakdown, the weekend preview. We got you. Let's give our initial thoughts, where we're leaning, this is early in the week, on the number. A&M is still a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. As of now, this thing will change a hundred times, I'm sure. I feel like that. the reason that is is because 
A, it's an SEC team, whatever. But the Kyle Field factor and Miami didn't look great against Southern Miss, right. even though they figured out in the second half. The total is 47. I do feel like this will be a lower scoring game. 47 is a low number, though. So where are you leaning on both of those? Listen, I, I think that when you look at when there's conflicting factors, right, like FPI favors Miami over 50 percent. Mm. OK, the Vegas favors them by five and a half. Normally, home field advantage is right around three to six. So it's right in that range. I, I, I'm leaning Miami. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to dive into some more film. I'm going to okay. tell you what I really think on Friday. But right now I'm leaning Miami I don't know about the over-under yet. I need, I need to talk to Tyler offline and see how he really oh, feels. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> at 47, you know, it could be a 24 to 20 type of game, and mm-hmm. you'd, be, you'd hit the under. I, I think the under makes some sense, but I get there your point. Go. And I'm totally leaning Miami plus five and a half. I, oh, yeah. The Kyle Field factor doesn't scare me that much. Like, we, we have to, and that's not just being an ACC homer. We have to look at the evidence we have. And A&M was dominated by App State. They had 186 total yards. I can't just ignore that data point when I'm looking at this game. I agree. I agree 100%. And, and again, you said you've been there. I've been there when Clemson played a handful of years ago. It's impressive. It it's is. It's going to be loud. Sure. It's a lot of people. They have like 800 million students that somehow mm-hmm. go to that school and are at that game. Um, but you got to weather the storm. And a hurricane is coming, so I'm excited to see it. (laughs) Cannot wait. Guys, that's it for this episode. Big shout-out to Cam hooking us up, getting Tyler Van Dyke on here. Tyler, thank you for his time. Uh, Just got done with practice. Literally, there was still bloodshot eyes from all the sweat in his eyes. Uh, But that was a lot of fun, guys. Um, Go get Sears XM. Go download it. Go subscribe. Get it in your car. Get it on your phone. You have to check that out. But we also need you to go over to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, rate, review, uh, and also go over to Apple Podcasts, the OG. It's always fun to hear from you guys. We would appreciate any type of feedback or comments. But until next time, we'll see y'all.